1: Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, and you're listening to Candair
2: Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley.
3: And I am Jack Doherty. And I am Randy Hardenbrook.
2: And returning to the show today, we've had this gentleman on before and we had a hell of a lot of fun with this dude last time he was on. And I think he made the uh, 400th episode yes, rule, yes. right? Because we enjoyed him that much. He's here to talk about a Kickstarter <laughs> for uh, part two or issue two of The Apparition, uh, his comic uh, from Halftone Productions. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome back Kiran Jack to the show. Kiran, thank you so much for being here, brother.
0: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back on the show. It's an absolute pleasure to come back on.
2: It's a pleasure to have you here, man. We're going to have fun today. In our retro roundtable, we were trying to think. Randy and I were thinking, like, well, what are we going to talk about? Randy said Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving synonymous with food, typically. So... Why not talk restaurants and food, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found a way to add the pop culture in there a little bit. I mean, not that it needs added. I mean, it's all part of pop culture, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. In some way. If we're talking like restaurants, and- sure, I don't know. Sure. We'll cross the bridge as we get there. <laughs> then after that, we're going to talk with uh, Kiran more about his Kickstarter. But before we do any of that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at Canned and on Instagram at Can underscore air. And if you want to show some support... Uh, head over to our website, CandarePodcast.com. There's two buttons on there that you can show support with. The merch button, shirts, mugs, tote bags, stickers, more, even more than that on there. And then the Patreon button where you can, uh, for 5 to $10 a month, depending on what you want, you get access to a plethora of uh, additional content that these normies just aren't getting.
3: Mm it's canned air plus if you will mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> eat
2: your fucking heart out Disney <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't have uh, money to back us then get on iTunes or whatever your podcast player of choice is And uh, leave us a review. And I tell you what, just saying this one here has uh, been working because we got a few new reviews. Oh, did we? We did. I just found them today. So big thanks to those of you who uh, did that. And to those of you who would just pick up that phone that's already in your hand, 18 out of the 24 hours of the day. (laughs) Just hit that (laughs) little five star there for us and just say like the show or something. We we would just be eternally grateful. And uh, what am I forgetting?
3: Uh, your boys are proud members of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Check us out on evergreenpodcast.com and uh, see all the other good shows, uh, as well as your boys here. And uh, yeah, again, show us some love. We appreciate it.
2: We like love. Who the hell doesn't, right?
3: I'll take some. Sure.
2: <laughs> all right. Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Yeah.
0: Do it. Do it. Come on. I'm here. Come on. Do it now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> killed Kenny. Tastes
2: bad. All right. Our favorite foods and restaurants. I'm just going to say from throughout pop culture. Jack, kick us off.
1: Well, I don't know how pop culture is, but I like the food there and it's a good time going there. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to go. Where?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's called BD's Mongolian Grill. Oh. I dig that place. I dig that place. And uh, I mean, these all these. All these restaurants, especially that kind of a place, has carved its way into pop culture. It doesn't have to be like a TV show or anything. Like a McDonald's is part of pop culture, right? Oh yeah, right? Sure. that's true. So hey, I'm stretching the rules. Shut up. I just thought it was cool how how everything worked
1: because when I went there, I had no idea what what to expect. And mm-hmm. To stand there and realize you have to take your bowl and make your food. Yeah. And then take it to these guys that throw it on a big grill and cook it and, and all- holler and have a good time.
2: Yeah, I was all thrown off. And for those of you who don't know what BD Mongolian barbecue is, is you, yeah, you essentially go in, you grab a bowl, and there's a bunch of little recipe cards there. Mm-hmm. You decide what you want, you pick up the recipe card. And it's like, okay, fill your bowl with this so much of this raw meat, and then put uh, what else? Like this like amount veggies, of spices, veggies, of oil. And, yeah. and you just pile all this shit in the bowl, then you take it to uh, the grill cook. He takes your bowl, dumps it on this great big, like, professional size poker table size uh, yeah, grill it's a big round <laughs> and he pulls out these plate, two I big guess. like sword things and starts turning and chopping and yeah. moving <laughs> your stuff till it's cooked sweeps it back into the bowl and that's your meal you can either put it in a burrito or eat it as is mm-hmm. i it's man you're making me hungry yeah,
3: it's so good all i can think of is the south park episode with the uh, mongols yeah yeah that's all was <laughs> coming to my head too <laughs> i'll get you mongols <laughs>
2: Uh, (laughs) they're always tearing down his wall just tinging on the (laughs) swords on the wall just hear ting ting ting
1: ting (laughs) all
2: right uh Kiran how about you sir
0: uh for nostalgia wise I'd have to go with Pizza Hut in Australia um it's gone now we don't have the Pizza Hut like we used to have but you go in and you'd be able to get your slices straight off the uh The Bay marie and it was, you know, as a child, it was, it was, you know, you have as much as you could eat and you got the ice cream and all the, all the um, desserts and stuff. It was huge. It was an experience within itself. So that in the 80s and 90s was huge. And then closer into the 2000s, it was kind of, it died off. So I think there's like two of them left in Australia. And they are definitely not what they used to be, unfortunately, but I think, like if you talk to a lot of um, people in Australia, they, they always go back to Pizza Hut and the experience of going there as a sure. as a child and, and having the all-you-can-eat pizza and you, oh, know, you yeah. go there for a birthday and same. So that for us here was a really big um, a pop pop icon, I guess you'd say, yeah. um, in the waste that we had our, um, our fast food restaurants and restaurants around here. Did they have it? At- Where you could just get
1: a slice and, like, buffet style? I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember
2: that It was, like, a lunch, at least around here. I don't know about in Australia, or Kiran's talking about. But around here, it was, uh, at least where I grew up, it was, like, a lunchtime pizza buffet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you could come in. They had, like, four or five different types of pizza out on, like, a heated bar. And then there was the salad bar. And then, like he was saying, there was, like, ice cream. Oh, yeah, the dessert pizzas. (laughs) I forgot about them. Yeah. And it was good. Um yeah, you know, pizza's pizza. P- well, yeah. okay,
3: now Pizza Hut was the shit back in the day because at my school, like you got re- like they had like a book club, and if uh, you read so much, you had like these little freaking Let me big st- at- oh, stop you
2: because your school <laughs> is not exclusive with book it. Every kid had book it. Yeah. Like our school had this thing with pizza. No, every school. They made us read, and we could get. Let pizza. me ask Kiran. Do you know what book it is? No, no. Okay, so. Do you want to go in? Go ahead and go yeah, into detail. Okay. I'm so, sorry to interrupt. us them,
3: uneducated but... Americans <laughs> needed some additional push to actually read and, you know, grow our intelligence. So, they give, like, this, this school this program where you get, like, this big-ass, like, metal, like, pin, and every time you read, like, so many pages or finished a book, you got, like, a little star you put on it. Mm-hmm. And when you filled that fucker out for lunch, they'd cart your ass to the local Pizza Hut and you got to eat like frickin' royalty on your school lunch break. Okay,
2: well, you you see, you got it uh, a little bit better than we did. Our school didn't take us. It was like, okay, you you had there was like levels of bookets um, (laughs) success I guess. You had the
1: trip to Pizza Hut or you had the coupon.
2: (laughs) So, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So like when you started, yeah, Randy, like Randy said, you got this big purple booket pin. That you uh, were supposed to wear when you went into said places. but it, like after you did so many, read so many books, I remember you got a book at pin that when you moved, like <clears throat> you know how, like it had like the animation to it, like those trading cards you could mm-hmm. move back and forth, yeah. and there was slight animation mm-hmm. to them. It was like that, but like stars and shit were flying out yeah. of the book. Um, but yeah, we were only given a coupon, and it was stuff that was either filled out by our school librarian. But a loophole I found as a kid, because my mom was already at the library all the fucking time in town, <laughs> is the regular library uh, would do it too. Mm-hmm. So I would just go in there and be like, yeah, I read like fucking three chapters. Really? Well, here's a star. I'm like, boy, I'm getting that pizza yes. so quick.
3: <laughs> gaming
0: the system Man. over here. Yeah, but they... You guys got bribed. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> no, we got it. At school when we read a book. It was like a sticker, a gold star sticker. That was it. <laughs> well done. You're not, you're not going to fail school.
2: There were whole programs in in place to make sure we didn't end up illiterate. Yeah, that's all yes yeah. <laughs> we were fat
3: but we we knew how to read at that point
2: but i remember getting other stuff too i remember getting like a uh through book at like a california raisins like cool eraser uh some like slimer ghostbusters pencil topper thing mm-hmm. like i got all kinds of cool shit from them but the pizza was always the coolest going into pizza hut because it was it was always like at least in a child's mind like well these guys don't know the progress i've done like Oh, like how will they know that I've actually read these books? <laughs>
3: you know, like but it's like you go they in they set there, the pizza down, then they confiscate it. Like, nope, you're not worthy, sir. You didn't read those last three pages, did you? But no,
2: it was it was uh, you quizzed sh- on the books that you read. <laughs> you showed them that card with all the stars or stamps or punches, and it was like, oh, right away, sir. <laughs> they come back with your scolding, hot little personal. Pain uh, that's pizza. how it
1: felt when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, it's,
2: it's and... like it was cooked in hell. When <laughs> it's, it's, it's that hot when it comes to the table, like it's
3: crazy. Now the I know they do like a lot of different regional stuff. Did Pizza Hut? You said ice cream. Was it like legit ice cream, or was it like a dessert pizza? Uh,
0: it was it was soft serve. I guess what we call here yeah. soft serve. Okay. Um, it was very mediocre. Was the same as, yeah, it was nothing special. <laughs> it was what you put on it. So you know you'd have your marshmallows, your chocolate, your hundreds and thousands, all that kind of you know hot Sunday fudge, that kind of stuff. You you really pour it on. It's funny because about five years ago we went to one a group of us and it was utterly disappointing. It was like your childhood was destroyed by it because it was that I think it's like one of the only ones left now, and it was just such a disappointment. It was like your childhood was ruined by it. It's like when you go back to a movie and you're watching, you're like this isn't what I remember it being. Yeah. Um, it was exactly that, um, you know. And since then, you know, there's been a huge boom in um, authentic Italian pizza in Australia, so. Nice <laughs> to compare it against Pizza Hut. It's just, it's, um, it's cardboard. It's, it's like eating cardboard.
2: You're comparing apples and rocks. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's no comparison at all. You guys had the Turtles
1: album come out in Pizza Hut, did you?
0: Oh, yeah. Like in marketing terms, we had some great things. Like they, yeah, the Turtles album, there was, um, Star Wars got a real big plug when they did the, um, the 97. Uh, back in theaters and that was huge in itself um, Yeah, it did, again, Ninja they did they like turtles. the Land
2: Before Time puppets
3: yes, yes. yes. Yep. and then they did like the, the VHS of the uh, X-Men like 90s like cartoon series I remember getting a VHS tape there from Pizza Hut from Pizza Hut yeah. remember
2: Burger King had the turtles uh, F-H-E ones
3: oh nice mm-hmm. okay
2: yeah, and then McDonald's yeah. would be like in the '90s, man. McDonald's is doing fucking everything. It's like, <laughs> hey, if you uh, you buy a, a, a value meal for five ninety nine or more, then you can get Kevin Costner in Field of Dreams. It's like,
0: <laughs> fucking what? Yeah. It was amazing. Like you look at the marketing side of it, and the best example is Batman Returns and how they did it oh, for that. Yeah. And McDonald's did that. And they pumped, you know, millions into it. And then it ended up, the movie wasn't um, a critical hit that they wanted it to be. And it kind of just, it backfired on, well, it backfired it, on McDonald's. It also backfired on Warner Brothers.
2: <laughs> it backfired huge on McDonald's too, because there was huge backlash when the second Batman came out about it being too dark mm. for kids and stuff. And so McDonald's was like, oh shit, here we are making all these toys, you know. But, you know, it was too late, obviously, but... um God bless McDonald's and all Doesn't those toys had special and promotions. Pop
1: cups too, soda cups. Yep.
2: They, I think about everything had a cup. They were always putting out those cups with the graphics on. I mm-hmm. remember Jurassic Park had a cup. I still have, way up on this shelf on the very top. It's behind like the 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 plant piranha plant up there. Is a Burger King cup from Last Action Hero. <laughs> <laughs> wow. it came out. And wow. those cups were tight because. If I were to get it down, I'm not going to try, but it, there's an image that wraps all the way around it, but it's sliced up. There's, like, slices all through it, so it's hard to see. The cup came with a slide-over clear thing that went around it, kind of like McDonald's coffee or, or Tim like Hortons. A co- like, yeah, a sleeve. like... It has a sleeve. Yeah. sleeve. Yeah. It was a sleeve, Yeah. That you could see through that had black lines through it and when you put it on there and turned the cup it against it, it it animated yeah. the, the nice. thing oh, on man. the cup so you could see the truck driving through the wall <laughs> of benedict's mansion i love that fucking movie <laughs> but um
0: that's mad
2: one thing i also remember i mean we did you guys what i didn't say about pizza hut you were pretty much covering for me the turtles album and stuff mm-hmm. like that but the the, the the pizza hut that i went to because you're right Kiran. like around columbus here i i can't think of a standing like pizza hut i mean there's one we have a pizza Hut like literally two blocks from here but it's like in a strip mall like a little caesar's facing
3: yeah there's and that's
2: what yep. most of them have become yeah
3: there's one yeah. in delaware that i grew up with it's still there still operating same like layout same
2: the small town pizza huts and maybe it's because that the, it was the only pizza <laughs> really restaurant around mm-hmm. in those small towns but in urbana like around where i grew up and in Bell Fountain, maybe those pizza huts are still there
3: for you that have no idea what we're talking about. They're like podunk towns, so (laughs) yeah, Yeah. he's over there just nodding, like, Oh, okay, okay, yeah,
2: very out (laughs) in the middle, Urbana, (laughs) god loving people towns,
3: a bunch of corn, nothing much else.
2: (laughs) But we, uh, when we were kids, uh, anytime we'd have a get together at my one buddy's house, which was quite often. His parents would take the group of us to Pizza Hut, and we would have a meal before we either go to a movie, or just went home and hung out, or did whatever. And this Pizza Hut had a claw machine, and it had two arcade games. It had uh, Mrs. Pac-Man. Oh, the tabletop? Uh, It might have, actually, at one point. Yes, uh, but one thing that they had was an old-style, almost like a Happy Days jukebox... In there with like the, the crazy lights all over it, and yeah. you know, they punched the numbers in. So, when we know we were going, we would take I think I've told Jack this we'd take handfuls of quarters with us, and as we were eating, like when we were close to finishing. We go to the jukebox and we'd throw all those quarters in and we'd all play Happy Birthday <laughs> over and over. So when we would leave, the jukebox would just be playing Happy Birthday for hours. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, yeah. I, forgot I forgot about that. the jukeboxes. So <laughs> pizza, going to pizza hut was actually like entertaining, fun. Yeah, because, it was because they had the jukebox was the shit. The jukebox probably a couple of video games and
3: then mm-hmm. yeah, it was an experience. Yeah, and get pictures yeah. of beer
2: yeah you could couldn't you i forgot about that yeah and the smoking section (laughs) like (laughs) so what exactly is keeping the smoke coming to this side (laughs) (laughs) oh my god all right very good pizza that was a good pick um randy
3: you want to go next all right so back in the day the uh the hardenbrook family didn't really eat out a lot um but when we did go out it was to basically fast food restaurants and Mm -hmm. uh one of Pizza the hook? one of the finer establishments in Delaware was a Rax roast beef. Ooh. which was the kind
2: uh, where you like lift a pinky as you yes, eat your sandwich. Yes. <laughs> That's some fancy shit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, man, it was uh Rax was basically a bougie Arby's is mm-hmm. the best way yep. I can describe it. Um the roast beef it was it looked identical, but it, it yeah. tasted so much better, at least I remember. And the kids' meals at Rack's, like, were off the hook. Like, it was, like, a f- it was, like, usually educational stuff, but it was, like, a full, like, do it garden with, like, here's a scoop, and here's some mm. soil, and here's...
2: <laughs> Didn't they have, like, an alligator mascot or something? They did, or... and the cups for the kids' meal... Had the head on it. Yeah, it was, yeah. like,
3: blown plastic. Like, it was, like, nice shit. I remember
2: those things, yeah. And,
3: uh, yeah, it was just, it was, y- you felt like... You know, you're, you're on the top of the world going in mm-hmm. there because it was just. Uh,
2: Kiran, I don't, I don't know if you know what Rax is, but it was it was a uh, it's a it's a roast beef fast food joint, very much like Arby's. But in my I think I saw an mm. estimate probably better. But this this restaurant is very much like the Sela camp. It's thought to be extinct, but occasionally pops <laughs> up every once <laughs> in a great while somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yep. But I, I there was one that opened up in uh, around where I grew up, about an hour mm-hmm. away from here, out in the middle of nowhere. But I think they just had the namesake and were doing their own roast beef oh, okay,
3: because okay. the only thing it really had in common was the name. Everything else was foreign. Gotcha. Do you guys have Arby's out there? Or is that just kind of like an, a U.S. thing?
0: No, well, I think we've had one before, but I don't. I don't think it lasted long. Um, there's a few every now and again that pop up that are from the states, and obviously they. they I guess the popularity there compared to here doesn't always fly as much. Sure. Um, I think, uh, Carl's, Carl's Jr. is here now. Um, yeah, boy, pure yeah. and, far, but, and Taco Bell has started to make its way here, which is, um, quite interesting. It's very popular. But we've got the, the Australian chains themselves with, um, tacos and Mexican cuisine, I guess. Um, there's, there's stacks. So there's a big competition for Taco Bell. Um, I guess it's the name that's kind of carrying them across, but yeah, it's, it's <laughs> interesting how they kind of, you know, they come across and, um. Some of them dominate, and some of them just um, get out, disappear. Get out. <laughs> yeah, they like yeah. just disappear. Um, so I mean, yeah, most no, of it's just the the curiosity had, uh, of the new place yet. being there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because like Burger King here is called Hungry Jacks, um, hmm. and there was a huge, uh, huge uh, kind of lawsuit that went on back in the nineties for it, or well, I might have been earlier than that, um, because Burger King still owned part of it, and there was a huge disruption about the name of it and all that. Is
2: is Hungry Jack's service as horrible as Burger King's?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. You go to the drive. <laughs> the one thing and that did carry over, you. yeah, kind yeah. <laughs> of inherited that.
1: Man, wow! It's in the employee handbook, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's crazy.
1: Let's it not it's... give a shit about what you're doing.
2: It's crazy to me that uh, Arby's didn't didn't make it but taco bell is apparently seeming to thrive where you're at <laughs> yeah, please. like i'd rather have arby's over taco bell any day of the week <laughs> than curly fries oh uh, <laughs> yeah that's true oh they're so <laughs> good but um I, one place i've always wanted to try is a del taco i know you've probably had because they're out in california mm-hmm. they're out west yep. and, but they just opened one in bell fountain again really? back home
1: I'd like to go up there and try it. Cause I know I got it. And I was like,
2: I'd rather have Hey, there's it a, yeah, maybe we could do a video. Let's do it. Yeah, there you go. We all go try Del Taco. I yeah. would have sworn you had Del Taco living Karen, in California. Get your ass down here. Oh, I did. <laughs> I mean, did. Try uh, it, but man, I remember... get your ass up and halfway around <laughs> oh, the world. here.
0: Look, I was already on the way over last time, but uh, apparently, apparently with the uh, COVID um, kind of pushed my plans behind. You shut so. your shit down. Didn't <laughs> it? Yeah. No, I was gutted. There was, Hopefully, in the next couple of years, I'll be over there and I'm going to definitely do the the uh, restaurant. What would you call it? I guess we call it like a, a tour. Tour. Okay, tour yeah. <laughs> restaurant. Yeah.
2: You go home with a smile and diabetes. <laughs> and, <laughs> diarrhea,
0: <maybe. laughs> and diarrhea,
2: maybe.
3: And diarrhea. And a couple of plugged arteries.
2: <laughs> All right. I, I've got, boy, so many here to list, but time is what it is. So um, I'm just going to choose one thing here to talk about. It's not even a, really a restaurant to mention it's an experience jack and i had years ago Uh, so this this happened at the cincinnati comic expo
1: oh yes
2: (laughs) and there used to be this restaurant i don't know where they originated but um i'm pretty sure they got their start from that show shark Shark tank Tank. wasn't that right yep it was a restaurant called tom and chi and after they got their oh. kick on Shark Tank, I noticed these fuckers springing up around yeah, Columbus. I'd there was one in Hilliard. There was, I think, there was one maybe over on Sawmill somewhere. And they were their their claim to fame was their tomato basil soup, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Tom Tom for tomato, chi, chi for cheese. So it was basically a bougie. Chi, tom, oh, see, I never put that cheese. together. I
2: never. Yeah, I, I was never like, really I'd really love to that. meet this Tom and chi someday. <laughs> 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 but okay, so. <clears throat> we're at this convention when was this jack this was years ago this had to have been maybe the like first time second or, or 17 maybe something maybe you're dude, it might have been, been like 16, 16. Yeah. anyway it's we're looking at a good five years ago if not more we're at this con we're hungry as fuck we've been walking around getting footage all day checking out the vendors and there's no food at the con no yeah no food and we're starving so and it's in downtown cincinnati so it's not like there's a wendy's just across the street you know it's it's a trek we we have to eat there Mm -hmm. there's a tom and chi booth there and i'm thinking awesome fucking awesome because what makes a con better than tomato soup (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 N- uh, waiting for an answer no, no. no. I mean <laughs> maybe I'm just old I love tomato basil soup I do so I, I was like okay let's go eat here so we get in line we go up I'm like I want a bowl of soup please and they like, go, oh we don't have that here I'm like oh okay Well say your
3: fucking you-? name yeah thank you <laughs> thank you
2: you know that reminds me it's like I remember the first time I ever went through a skyline chili I got in the drive through <laughs> I said I'm like, what can I do for you, sir? So I was like, I'd like a bowl of chili. They, we don't have bowls of chili here. I'm like, you're fucking Skyline Chili. You're Your chili's in the well, title. They, they throw the chili on shit. That's not chili. That's fucking coney sauce. That's well, not chili. That's on spaghetti. That's, a, that's a fucking lie. <laughs> Skyline <laughs> coney
3: sauce. Yeah. That's what you We're say. very violent when it comes to food over here. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but so they're like, well, what do you have? And they put up this fancy fucking little menu they made. It honestly only had three things on it. And it didn't even really tell you much about what they were. They just had fancy names like the Professor or the Weapon X. Or yeah, the, I don't even remember what the other ones were.
1: I don't remember. The Weapons remember. X is the one that stood out. Just,
2: exactly. Yeah. We were all like, hmm, They're,
1: comics. It's literally Weapon like X. a grilled
3: cheese sandwich with like different cheese, and then they like rename it something fancy. Or at least No, that's how I wish that's is. what they <S laughs> were giving
2: away.
1: <laughs> I <bad>.
2: wish <laughs> that's what it was. That's what I would have expected. Okay, I would have liked to have that. Oh, my God. So we, we ordered these weapon x thing and we get it and we go to the vip lounge this is the one time we had vip mm-hmm. lounge area access but the vip lounge was shitty i would have been rather in the general area yeah it was so dirty and shit <laughs> but um tables with napkins thrown all over yeah stuff sticking to it yeah there was no one coming through oh, cleaning that no, shit No, no, um so anyway we sit down and we start looking at what we just bought and <laughs> This is literally, I'm not exaggerating, this is literally what we were served, okay? You take a glazed donut, cut it down the middle. So it's like a hamburger bun, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, in between those two buns are potato chips, kettle chips, right? Kettle potato chips, just normal potato chips. mm -hmm, Covered with white icing. No, it was some kind of cheese. Dude, this was like an icing cheese. Like it wasn't it cheese. Was it was a sweet
1: cheese. Yeah, it was, like some it was a sweet cheese? cheese.
2: Some. I don't
1: remember what it was called, but it was. <laughs> it was a spreadable cheese,
2: and that was it. <laughs> and the worst thing about this, the there worst a piece thing? Of ham
1: or something or something. No, no not on don't? mine. I can't remember. I
2: must have must have been a ham scam going on with me because <laughs> I didn't get any fucking ham, but. You know, traditionally, you put everything between the buns on the flat sides. They turned them over so the flat sides were up and everything was on the inside with the rounded edges of the the bun they had cut in half, the donut. So the second you picked it up, it all just shot out the sides. That's and good. even if it hadn't, it was
3: fucking gross. You remember like every movie ever made where there's a kid like at a lunch table with a real shitty lunch and he goes, you want to trade? And everybody like backs up from the table oh, real yeah. quick. This is the mental image I'm getting with you guys Dude, right now.
2: It was baffling. We were like mad, I remember. Because mm-hmm. we were we were hangry. we have been walking around <laughs> oh, yeah, we driving starving. all day. We yeah. were
3: starved. And this is what we had to choke and it down. it was a Comic-Con, so I'm sure you probably paid 12 bucks for the fucker. No, we don't pay for cons. No. Oh. if they say you gotta pay we don't no I meant the sandwich (laughs) oh yes no the
2: sandwich we had to pay for it was like what like fucking eight dollars yeah yeah eight dollars (laughs) to I mean I've had my own money rubbed like shit in my face before but I mean (laughs) damn
1: that was I get where they were going (laughs) I get where they were going with uh, turning the bun or the donut inside out so I mean being a glaze so your fingers didn't get all sticky
2: but still Uh... I don't want a sweet sandwich well, Tom and she is out of business. Are they, really? So far as the I know, COVID all, all long before COVID. Oh, really? Mm. I think the Weapon X killed them. That's <laughs> what happened. Maybe we did. <laughs>
1: Shit-talking them so bad. Well, Ken, guys hate them. That's all.
2: Well, I don't know. Like I they, I don't know that they're completely gone, but if they aren't, they've got maybe one or two locations. I think they're completely gone, though.
1: Huh. Just a web presence selling pints of soup. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in a vat. I'd, of a I'd, hey, I'd buy it. Oh. With plastic
2: ladle in it. The yeah. soup was delicious. The Weapon X bullshit. Nah, stay away from.
3: Oh fuck! All right.
2: I think that's going to do it for talking food. That turned out way better than I anticipated. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. We're going to jump to a quick commercial. When we come back, we're going to be talking more with Kiran
0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
1: Hi, this is Robin Shelby, Slimer from Ghostbusters 2 and Lady Slimer from Ghostbusters 2016. And you are listening to Canned Air Podcast.
2: All right, we are back from commercial here talking with Kiran Jack. Thank you so much for being here, man. Hope you're having a great time. And uh, it's awesome to have you on here for this Kickstarter. I think the last time you were on, you had an Indiegogo that was going. This is the first time we're having you on for your Kickstarter. And it looks like it's going yep. swimmingly. So congratulations to you. Thank you. Uh, not to get too presumptuous, but I think it looks like you're you're heading down the right path, sir. So uh, can much, we just yep. start by, I think last time you were on, we had mentioned the Apparition comic, but we didn't go into detail about I think we spent more time talking about the bread. Yeah, Ninja Breadman. Ninja yeah. Breadman. Yeah. So <laughs> if you can uh, tell the listeners about the Apparition.
0: Yeah. So the Apparition, it's a um, It's a story of a um, pulp parody. Um, it takes from the early eras of comic books in the 1930s and 40s and really pulls from certain characters um, without naming names because of legal reasons Um, but (laughs) it really does play on those tropes of the superhero and as a comic book reader for most of my life I was like I I, I need to create something that kind of vents my frustration towards um, the tropes that we, we continuously see without you know Becoming too toxic about it. So I thought, why not create a, you know, I've grown up watching, you know, South Park and Rick and Morty, um, you know, comics, reading comics like The Mask. Um,
2: like satire.
0: Satire, and just, they just love taking the piss out of everything. So yeah. I was like, all right, let's do that. So a social commentary. Yeah, yeah, social commentary on the way that things are at the moment, and a lot of the fan bases themselves can be very toxic towards changes and moving forward. And the stories, I guess, that are being written, if they're not for you, I find that don't don't bitch and whine about it. Move on to something else. Find something else, which is phenomenal in this day and age because there's so much out there, especially in the indie community. Sure. So ta- tackling the apparition was quite it was quite an interesting process because I wrote this the first um, volume and i gave it to a couple of friends and who had experience with writing with bigger companies and they're like wow this is actually really intense and one of the feedback was it was quite nasty and i was like oh okay that might not be a good thing that might be a bad <laughs> thing so i gave it to my wife and she she had uh, most of the stories that we um, published through half Home productions and she's like all right we kind of need to um, rejuggle this because it, it is really nasty and I was like, all right, cool, let's let's do that. So we sat down, we wrote, rewrote um, some of the, the you know the punchlines and stuff to make them more humorous and make them all fall into line with the kind of parody that I was trying to represent um, from the early age of comics, so I guess the golden age. And yeah, so it kind of formulated that. And then we started working on that. And then kind of before that was just about, you know, creating the characters, getting the world building done. So yeah, it's been about, oh, I think I started this project back in 2018 and basically was looked at it and just kept touching it and playing with it along the way and and then yeah last year about november december i was like all right let's jump into it i had a break from another series i was working on and jumped straight into this and it was a bigger project to tackle too because it was about 60 pages compared to the normal 24 pages that i'd normally do um so there's two, two volumes for it. The second one, obviously, is out now on Kickstarter now, and that's the conclusion of the story, and that's it. I'm not doing any more after this, so it kind of has a beginning and a middle and an end, um, which is quite interesting to kind of tackle compared to what I've normally done and changing things up a little bit. Now,
2: let me... Uh, I just... I may have misheard you. You said this is going to be just a two- to three-part series, or did you say it's going to be concluded in these two...
0: Yeah, it's concluded in this, this second part now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's about not staying, not overstaying your welcome. Sure. Um, Especially
2: doing what you're doing
0: uh, <laughs> with. Yeah. It. I don't know if you guys actually, I think I sent a copy um, via uh, email. Um, I don't know if you guys had a chance to read it, but um, a lot of the feedback from it was like, yeah, it's very much um, parroting a certain um, coin book. And I think, like, I don't want to overstay it because of legal reasons. Right, yeah. a, Get like in, in that Australia, way Exactly, yeah, and <laughs> kind of like I've, I've done my legal research and I'm within my boundaries. But I'll obviously, um, you know, I kind of just want to make sure I, I do the punch and then run. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, uh, man. Yeah. It's been an absolute joy to write um, and to kind of change it up a little bit because I hadn't really done, as you guys would have realised, with the talking bread is completely different. To mm-hmm. this. this is this is a superhero comic that I've written rather than talking bread or the Grim Reaper, which was right. in Purgatory. So it's it's kind of been a a really interesting way of tackling it, um, and it's been an absolute joy to do, nonetheless. Um, sure, but yeah it's kind of funny like bouncing off a few people and getting their feedback when it was in concept stage was uh really interesting like the 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 nasty the one that said nasty was just like wow i didn't expect that but that's great all the nonetheless i i guess a bit of nasty is good yeah Uh, but i really had to dial it back to be a bit more parody rather than
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's that's so cool
0: yeah, without spoiling, you know, these characters fucking dying left, right and center, you know, you'll meet a villain, they're dead within the next page. So I've, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty brutal with it. And then, you know, influences that I've pulled from have really inspired this um, series. So it's it's been a real blast to do.
2: I am very excited to read it. I believe Randy did send it over. I just thought he had sent over the Kickstarter link and I didn't Yeah, even... that's
0: what I thought it was too.
2: Ah, dra- I will be reading it after this though because I did not know <laughs> right. that and uh, having seen the cover and seeing it over your shoulder there on the on the on the uh, mm-hmm. shelf, I'm pretty sure I know which uh, character if not a mesh of a couple characters you're yeah. <laughs> uh, pointing out
0: here. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. I don't I'll... I'll have to send just send copies because it's actually printed on the same material as well. The, you know, the old newspaper style. Oh, wow. Uh, so I've really done the research <laughs> into getting it like bang on. We've got letters to the editor, um, which is quite entertaining <laughs> in itself. So you'll have to let me know anything. We've got old advertising as well for it. I mean,
2: that is cool. I'll Look see. at so real action figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Actually, uh, I did build one for uh, the convention at the start of the year. So we did... Oh can, so uh, get weird. <laughs> you just need a Billy
3: Zane endorsement, man. Yeah, really.
0: <laughs> you know the funny thing was he was on cameo at the start of the year and I kind of missed the missed the opportunity oh. of getting him to do it. <laughs> so maybe if he comes back on i might get him to do it. There you go, there you go. <laughs> Bam, lawsuit. That is
2: so cool. I had no idea that it was uh like driven as a, as a uh like a Apparently. commentary against the medium itself, mm-hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is awesome. I am I am so excited to check that out. Now, your Kickstarter, which is um, going till December 3rd, I can't remember if I had said that at the beginning or not, but is riddled full of amazing rewards for backers. And um, I don't say this just because you're here, and because we've had some people on there like, well, what, what kind of stuff are you giving now? It's like, oh, well. You know, I'll do a a drawing of whatever character you want on a piece of notebook paper or something. (laughs)
3: It's like... A napkin drawing.
2: That's kind of cool. And I understand that some people can't always, you know, aren't within the financial means of putting together...
3: Or time restraints or Something
2: this cool. But the T-shirts, the enamel pins... Mm -hmm. a possible appearance uh, in the comic and then you're even hinting at a stretch goal can you tell the listeners about some of these rewards and what that stretch goal is
0: well at first and foremost i'm a collector myself i love enamel pins and stickers lego and action figures and you know half meal toys from being a child so (laughs) it's kind of like I just, I, I, I like that stuff. So I'm like, well, I, I want to do that stuff for my own things. You know, these may never get published with a bigger label. These may never see a TV series or a, a, an action figure. So I'm going to do it now while I've got the chance. And if it happens, then it's even better. But um, kind of, I did it with um, The Talking Bread. I did enamel pins and it was a really good success in doing that. So I was like, let's step it up on Alexis. So, you know, I've got the glow in the dark pin now. I've got nice. the trading cards, stickers. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, nerd at heart so i'm like let's do all this stuff and you know i think a lot of people who come back to the comics and read every series which i'm very fortunate to have they they always pick up the stickers and they always compliment on that kind of stuff so it's always fun to do it's a, it's a blast to create it um and i was working yesterday i was working on the next lot of trading cards for it i was kind of like it was a real epiphany because i love trading cards i'm like i'm making trading cards for my own characters right now that's like that's pretty cool. it's a real moment awesome. yeah the old, that's pretty uh, damn shit, cool. Shit stuff. So, and even the stretch goals as well. Um, we've got some really cool stuff, stuff we've never done before. So, the first one which we're going to be releasing once we get funded is an audio adventure. So, oh, I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah, if it, yeah so the HBO Max have recently done the Batman the audio adventure. Um, they kind of beat me to the punch there, um, but we've been working on that for probably about. Two months now, and I've got a radio host who has been recording it, and I've got the test proof of it, and it sounds freaking awesome. It's that 1940s style, um, yeah, audio yes. soundtrack. That's how we did the human uh, fly, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's kind of really it's, again, it's a surreal moment. It's like, damn, this is actually happening. We're making, <laughs> we're doing an audio adventure based off the comic book, and you know, he's got people doing the voices of the characters and the female voices and the male voices. So it's it's all sure. come together really well. So as a stretch goal, it's kind of like, you know, I can give it to everyone as a reward for backing it, and also I can you know release it into the wild after the Kickstarter's finished and you know put it on YouTube and
2: nice.
0: Yeah, so, so it, it has kind
2: like. Of a, like a, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no, by all means, you go ahead. I was just thinking. Um,
2: like, I was thinking of like the old like Shadow r- Radio serial, like mm. the Shadow yep. Knows yeah. or or Superman. Yeah. So it's in that kind of style.
0: Yeah, yeah, very much the yeah, I guess yeah, the the Superman's the first one that comes to mind from the old serial series they used to do. Yeah, from, um, the, the time I frame, like but this. yeah, definitely like that. <laughs> So it's 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 very much like that, and you I know, I, when I heard the first audio clip from, I was like, "Damn, this is so cool!" So, <laughs> if it's successful, I would like to get the rest of them done, but we'll wait and see how how it's received.
3: Man, I mean, if it even, I mean, I'm sure it'll be received well. I mean, all your mm. all your stuff's amazing, and
0: yeah, I you. really
3: want to encourage the listeners to go check out your other uh, projects too, the the Talking Bread and Purgatory, because when we had you on, what was that three eighty?
2: 380 something somewhere in the middle of there i'm not sure where but what about 24 i don't know 35 episodes ago ish Mm -hmm. something like that
3: but yeah definitely listeners go check that out but yeah you've got some amazing stuff man and i I just love all the goodies that you just you pack into you know all your you're you're getting so much for your value if you support your your kickstarters
1: yeah, I like I don't opening think up good. that envelope and having a whole bunch of stuff fall out other than just the comic book. Yes. Heck yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like getting yeah. a uh, something like a loot crate almost. You know, yeah. Yeah. all yeah. kinds of goodies yeah. just fall out. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Randy was just mentioning a good point. You know, all the other stuff you have going on with Halftone Productions. Uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about that you're dealing with right now? Or is this consuming all of your time?
0: Well, it's nearly at the end, thankfully. Um, It's good to kind of close a project uh, when you've been working on it for a while. So it's coming to its end. Um, So Ruben, who's been a guest on the show before, um, Mm -hmm. Romero, is him and and I are working on a um, new comic book series. Um, I think um, we're looking at getting it published through a a label, which is exciting. So we're working on that. We're playing with some uh, of the old Universal Monsters. Ooh. In that aspect Your boy Randy yes. here would be into that <laughs> so, How you doing buddy? They're all, all IP free Which is great So we're kind of playing with those uh, toys in the sandbox And kind of working out what we're doing So Ruben sent me the first um, proof of the script So I'm going through that at the moment Because co- I'm co-writing it with him And he's the his lead writer And then I'll be doing the illustrations for it So that's nice. in the process at the moment um, And then the talking bread is getting coloured um which is exciting um i'm working on that juggling that and then i'm jumping back to in purgatory to wrap that story up um at the probably the last end of december and there's another project that i've been picked up for that um is by another australian um another comic book writer who has actually written for the phantom and he's got his own little ip that he's created and he asked me to jump on and um continue that story which is exciting so there's a lot going on at the moment it's just a matter of how i uh, how i juggle it all
2: that's awesome and a writer for the phantom
0: i wrote that in a week and sent it off to him and he's basically come back with no edit changes which is fantastic Damn. as a writer yeah um but it's exciting to get that project up and running it's going to get a real buzz around it. i guess more so australia because he's, he's really well known here um and he's got a really good fan base in the sense of the the Phantom Crew. So hopefully that kind of draws a larger crowd to uh, my work as well, which is exciting. So yeah, lots of uh, lots of plates being spun at the moment. <laughs> the sure. of spinning without dropping any of them. Um, but yeah, it's you know I love doing it.
2: You've got a good uh, partner in Ruben there. He's he's uh, oh, definitely, like, yeah. he's like family around mm-hmm. these parts, which I guess is. I mean, you are too now. I mean, the first time was so good. The second time has also been a <laughs> yes, success. Yeah. So welcome to the family,
0: Karen. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I do
3: Don't put us up in that pedestal, man. <laughs>
2: I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> uh, let's get together and go to a pizza hut sometime. There you go. If we can find one. <laughs>
0: yeah. On the cards. Don't worry about that. Coming over.
2: <laughs> I want to remind everyone to get on Kickstarter and check out uh, The Apparition Part 2, Descent Scent of a Hero, and uh, to follow Kiran on uh, social media at Created by Kiran and at Halftone Productions. Where else should we be directing people?
0: Um, we've just launched a YouTube page um, and Twitch um, for all of our releases. We go on there and we talk about it with the creators. So you can check us on Half Time Productions there. Um, but apart from that, yeah, Kickstarter, we're, we're pushing a lot of our projects on Kickstarter, which is great. Um, Indiegogo didn't really work for us. wasn't as successful as what we were expecting. So we're just going to stick with Kickstarter and keep pushing it there because it's got a great um, base of sure. fans that like to read comic books in the indie scene. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've met people who are just fans of Kickstarter and finding the independent independent people to support you know what i mean like When they want something new, they don't look at the comic shelves They or they get on Instagram or Instagram. They get on Patreon <laughs> or fuck. They get on Kickstarter and start looking. Excuse yeah. me. It's I got too many. It's too many. <laughs>
0: TikTok. It. TikTok point next. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, man. Well, thank you again so much for being here. It's always a pleasure. Best of luck to you. I cannot wait for the next time you come on, man. It's going to be a
0: blast. Can't wait either. It's always a joy to come on the show and talk.
2: Jack, what do we have on the website, sir?
1: Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can listen to the show, see who's been on the show, see some of our YouTube videos, become a patron, buy some merch, and if you'd like to be a guest, send us an email on our contacts page.
2: And find us on Twitter at cannedairpod and on Instagram at cand underscore air. And again, that Patreon page of ours, patreon.com forward slash cannedairpod or just hit the Patreon button on that website. Jack was just talking about cannedairpodcast.com. Show a little support. Get a lot back in return. And if you don't have money to, uh, you know, help support the show, you can support us just by leaving a review
3: wherever you're listening to us. Because trust me, trust me, trust me, that helps mm. so much. And if you're at any family get-together, just tell your friends, tell your family, tell, you know, the the random person delivering a package, you know, the Amazon get wow uh. Amazon
2: <laughs> <laughs> when you got the family around the Thanksgiving table sweep the turkey to the floor put a Bluetooth speaker playing canned air where that right turkey there. was yeah. yep. and be like happy Thanksgiving asshole I will <laughs> feed and nourish you <laughs> that's what you do so <laughs> alright I think that's about enough of that so big happy thanksgiving to everyone and until next time i am jeremy collie i'm jack Doherty. i'm randy hardenbrook and i'm kieran jack thanks so much for listening everyone and always remember be excellent to each other
3: Wait, come back. The ice could break. Whoops. Help. Quickly, walk back to the
1: edge. Stop. You'll break through the ice.
3: Snow Job. job.
1: Grab this branch. You should have been listening to Canned Air.
3: Now we know.
1: And knowing is half the battle.
2: Snow Job, how'd you get your name? Um... G.I. Joe.
1: This has been a Canned Air production.